Jeff's. Jeff's on the mail. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show. It's another Friday, another episode, and another 20-something minutes of your life that you'll never get back as we once again leap fearlessly into the uncharted depths of the Wonderland, universally considered to be the best example of why podcasting should be left to people who actually know what they're talking about. Okay, so unless I'm mistaken, the weekend is here again, and I reckon it'd be safe to say that quite a few of you will be up for a bit of fun over the next couple of days, and until it's time, of course, to head back into the coal mine for another five days or so, that is the coal mine of necessary drudgery. And so you should live it up. Because life is not all about working. In fact, I reckon it's about enjoying yourself as much as you reasonably can. And that brings me once again to a subject much discussed here on The Wonderland, and that is the subject of food. Now, before any of you start with the, oh God, he's talking about food again business, let me suggest that food is life and life is food with a couple of other things thrown in, which we can't really go into because the kids might be listening. Okay? Anyway, let's face it. We all like food. We all need food. We all eat food. It is the one subject that has always been and will always be popular and relevant. It's no accident that some of the highest rating TV shows are, in fact, cooking shows. And therefore, ladies and gentlemen, I make no apologies as we hungrily head for the smorgasbord of today's theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to another perfectly sautéed and succulent episode of theory time. Seriously though, the subject of food has always fascinated me, largely because it's the only thing that every single being on the planet absolutely has in common as being something that we're all really keen on. I know there are people who don't like music, people who don't like comedy, people who dislike just about everything you can think of, but not food. And of course, If there is one pleasure that is also an absolute necessity for every single creature on the planet continuing to have a pulse, it's food. And therefore, it deserves attention. It deserves recognition and further embellishment here on the Wonderland. Now, over the years, society has changed in ways which haven't always been, let's say, an enrichment in terms of social interaction. I believe one example of this is that not too long ago, if you went to a dinner party, it didn't really matter so much what you ate as long as the company was good. Nowadays, though, we seem to be giving up on the possibility that the company might be halfway decent and concerning ourselves more with how good the food is going to be. And, of course, whether there's alcohol, just in case things go completely tits up and the event turns into a total fiasco. But we continue to accept social invitations, don't we? We go to events, dinner parties, soirees and so on, regardless of the risks involved, because even if everybody's social skills might be crap, we are still social animals. And, well, humans need to do stuff involving other humans. 
especially if it provides us with an opportunity to ridicule others behind their backs, thereby making us feel better about ourselves, which is always nice. Also, if you think about it, life is basically about filling in time between being born and dying, time that might otherwise be spent sitting at home on the sofa, staring at the wall or the TV, whichever is more interesting. It could also be argued that life's about flavour and content, or, if you like, what we use to fill our lives with. And so it is with food. A good deal of what we eat is actually flavouring and content. In other words, filling. Furthermore, it often doesn't really matter what that filling consists of, as long as it looks good, tastes good, has an appropriate texture, and doesn't kill us. At least, not straight away. Thing is, if you grind down almost anything finely enough, anything non-toxic that is, you can get away with using it as a food additive. Now, a few examples. Chicken stuffing. Now, I love chicken stuffing. At least, I don't know, maybe 83% of the time. Because there are all sorts of things mixed up in there that for whatever reason taste great and nobody is ever able or willing to tell me exactly what those things are. Actually, I don't think I really want to know. Also, when was the last time you tasted pumpkin in pumpkin scones? Or even carrot in carrot cake? Can you taste the carrot? Can you taste a pumpkin? No, you can't. You know it's there, but you can't taste it. In fact, you usually can't even see it, which I reckon is probably just as well in both cases. And zucchini slices. What the hell is that? I'll tell you what it is. It's somebody who's found loads of cheap zucchinis because it's zucchini season and they're trying to get rid of them by mercifully drowning the zucchini flavour in spices and then dressing the whole thing up as bits of quiche without the pastry. So, yeah, I reckon life and food are all about the filling. But in both areas, ignorance is often bliss. In other words, whatever it is, we don't really care how strange or disgusting or even what the actual contents might be, just grind it down and flavour it up and maybe chuck in a few breadcrumbs and we're good to go. This is what I know. Theory time. And that was theory time for this week and we now rather conveniently find ourselves on the doorstep of the next segment of today's show. And that's Song of the Day. So, during the recent COVID lockdown, I decided to add to my musical palette by investing in an electric guitar and teaching myself how to play it. And the main reason I did this was because I think as a songwriter, it helps to have more than just one instrument to write and record with. Because one writes differently with a guitar than one does using a piano, which I'd always done up until that point. Anyway, after a few weeks of familiarising myself with the guitar, I came up with an instrumental piece featuring both instruments. And so we're going to take a listen to that right now. It's not that long, so I'm going to play the whole thing. Here it is, and it's called Same Dream.
And so there you have it, Same Dream, my first instrumental featuring both guitar and piano, probably not the last, and I certainly hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you'd like to hear more of my musical creations, you can do that on any of the streaming services or by going to my website, which is www.jeffhealy.com. Okay, look, I think it's safe to say that everyone likes a good time. And I reckon now is the perfect time for Good Times with Big Jeff Little Kev. And yes, here we are again, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm really, I'm great, Jeff. That's Thanks for asking. Great, Kevin. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. It's, it's the least I can do to yeah. make your life bearable. Because if I had to get up in the morning and look in the mirror and see that, Look, anyway, I've got a subject that I really want to talk to you about because I noticed today that you, Kevin, were wearing a hat that had this sort of military camouflage motif on it. And then later in the day, you were wearing a mask, uh, you know, like a mask, like a COVID-type mask, which had the same theme. Yeah. And I thought to myself, does Kevin think he can't be seen when he is wearing these things? Because they are... Of course, camouflage, to be specific. Camouflage, yeah. Yes. Now, camouflage, folks, by way of explanation, and not many people know this, is a type of flage. And it's a flage. Yes. Is that a word? It, well, it is now. It is now. It's a type okay. of flage. So we can talk, we're talking about flages flages, now. flages, flages, yes. Flages. Now, now, a camouflage is a military flage, of course, as I'm sure most of you will be aware. Yeah. And it comes from the word camo, which means something that rhymes with ammo, oh. which, of course, the military are used to using. That, Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they didn't want to say camouflage because no. it's too obvious. They thought... Well, we ride camels sometimes, so let's call it camouflage. So, you, wait now, did you say camouflage? I said cam, no, ca- camouflage. camouflage. No, camouflage. Camouflage. Camels. Camels. You have camels. Camouflage. Yeah, yeah. Camof- Camo- camel? Camouflage. Camel. 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 Yeah. Or camo. Camo could be a... Something along those lines. Okay. In any case, you've got your camels and your camouflage and you've got your desert soldiers. Think World War II. Think Rommel. Think the desert fox. Think Montgomery. Think... Yeah, it's really thinking way back. back. In the day, you've got to think back. Yeah, but you can think not so far back. Yeah, but what you about may not... Desert Storm? And... Yeah, you could think then, but I don't think too many soldiers in Desert Storm were riding camels. You know, but they were wearing. You camouflage. are right. But they were wearing camouflage, they were, and they were wearing it in memory. Is it camo or camel? Camouflage. Camel. But so they dropped the. They dropped the E L. I, 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 the I, EL. I believe they dropped the L. Okay. They dropped the L. They dropped the L. Yes, the L was dropped after the end of the Second World War because they just felt it was superfluous and they wanted to save on ink, right? Superfluous. You've been reading the dictionary. Superfluous, yes. So, I'm sorry, I digress a bit, folks, and I'm sorry about that, but we're talking about flages. Now, military disguise, if you will, is camouflage. No, it used to be camouflage, now it's camouflage. (laughs) Camouflage. I'm sorry. I'm just having a hard time with it. Go ahead. Oh, we have to stop. No, we won't. I mean, we'll, we're not going to stop. So, how do you reconcile that, Kevin? If you indeed do want to hide yourself with the fact that you are not in the military, you are not at war, you are not in a war zone. I'm not and in a war zone. You're making an effort to conceal yourself. So, well, I don't know. I mean, please explain. I've only ever seen camo or camouflage. Like in this military look, like, yes. like as if you're in a desert or a jungle. So it's either green or this grayish or yeah. sandy color, and you know, so you is, can fit in, right? right. So you're not seen. But, you're, but, 
but what, that's the problem. The you landscape. See? You're you're mimicking the but landscape you're that you're in, so you yeah. can't be spotted by problem. somebody. Yeah, but when you're in an Asian food store and you're wearing that, because there are so many bright colours all around you, you can easily be seen. You're not actually camouflaged. Yeah, but, well, with anything, you can well, be you seen. Could, you could have a china flage. Okay, well, let's call it china flage. China flage. Like, for example, the board shorts you're wearing yep. right now are also black, red, and white, and grey. Now, but in this pattern of it's a camouflage. A pattern, it's a basic sort of military. I think I have a problem. In any case, the fact is, it is a camouflage motif. However, right. the colours are off. I think, to put it honestly, I think nobody should see me in these shorts, period. I don't think anyone should see you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, exactly. So I wouldn't you, go that far. I'm suggesting yeah. they should see you out of those shorts. Well, I don't know. It depends on the person. Well, I don't really want to think about that. But in any case, Kevin, what other sorts of flages can we expect well, to have developed over time? Well, for instance, I think okay. there's there's a lot of room for improvement. You know, for instance, these ones are very colourful. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a motif from, from the military. But clearly, I would stand out and I'd be yeah. shot by a foreign invader of some sort. In fact. But... May I? May yes, I digress? please, please, Kevin. Yes, I could be like in disco flage. Disco flage. I, I would fit in in a disco. You, technically, you would technically. Maybe a disco in the desert. Possibly and disco and, desert flage. And who's to say that there are no disco deserts or desert discos? Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Yes, and Little Kev and I will be back, of course, with more good times in two weeks' time. So don't miss that. Right, now it needs to be said, there are names which have been given to things, in the English language that is, that I find kind of annoying. So I want to talk a little bit about that, and the most appropriate place for me to do so, in the absence of a segment of the show called Jeff Gets Annoyed, is, of course, Jeff's Thought of the Day. Welcome to Thought of the Day. Now, I'm sure that anyone who doesn't have English as their mother tongue would agree with me wholeheartedly that the English language has more than its fair share of annoying grammar, words and expressions. But the words I'm referring to today aren't annoying because they're difficult to say, to spell or to use in a sentence, but because they're, I don't know, misleading somehow seeming to mean something else or suggest something other than what they really are, or just seemingly to have been concocted by a lunatic. I've said it before on The Wonderland, things should be called what they are, even at the expense of making them sound unattractive and therefore more of a marketing challenge. And so I've taken the liberty of spotlighting a couple of these expressions slash words which should be removed from circulation as soon as convenient for reasons which should be obvious, but which I shall explain nonetheless. Okay, number one, tea tree oil. Right, now first of all, tea does not grow on trees, it grows on plants. And so we can safely conclude from that that there is no such thing as a tea tree, even though the tree that the oil comes from, the Melaleuca alternifolia, is referred to as a tea tree, which is complete bollocks because it's a tree completely devoid of tea of any kind. Now, the oil certainly doesn't smell like tea either, and almost certainly doesn't taste like tea, not that anybody's going to be stupid enough to want to find out, given that it's highly toxic. 
But admittedly, it is good for some external skin healing things, apparently, which almost makes it worthwhile putting up with the smell. Okay, number two, sandalwood. Now, where do they get sandalwood from? I mean, has anyone ever taken this wood and made sandals out of it? I don't bloody well think so, because if they did, wearing clogs would feel like wearing slippers. Sandalwood is heavy, it's expensive, and it also smells really good for a very, very long time, unlike any sandal ever worn by anybody. And while we're on the quasi-subject of footwear, number three, sneakers. Okay, so we all know what sneakers are. They're trainers, runners, joggers, but sneakers? Like, does anybody buy these things with the sole purpose of sneaking around? Are they standard equipment for cat burglars? I don't think so. I mean, look, if you were going to sneak up the stairs, would you put a pair of sneakers on before you did? No. In fact, you'd take the sneakers off and sneak up the stairs in socks or bare feet. Now, related to this, and even more ridiculous than calling these types of shoes sneakers, is what we used to call them back in Australia when I was a kid, and that is sand shoes. Look, I grew up in a beachside area, and the last place you'd be wearing these so-called sand shoes would be anywhere near sand. In fact, if you were walking down to the beach, you would take the bloody things off first. And finally, we have the expression shrink, which I think most of us knows is slang for psychiatrist. Now, I'm not going to bang on too much about this one, other than to say that the word shrink has no connection that I can find with anything to do with psychiatry. Yes, I know that there are primitive tribes that used to shrink heads, but I highly doubt this had anything to do with the theories of Sigmund Freud. On top of which, I am personally unaware of anyone visiting a psychiatric practice and coming out several inches shorter after a consultation. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that was another useful and insightful edition of Thought of the Day, which brings us sadly to the end of another episode. Thanks for joining me today, folks. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so. And if you'd like to get in touch for any reason whatsoever, please feel free to drop me a line at www.jeffhealy.com. And of course, thanks again to my good buddy, Kevin Owen MacDonald, aka Little Kev, for his invaluable contribution to our Good Times segment. For now, though, it's goodbye from me, and I'll be talking at you again next Friday on a brand new episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to just Wonderland. Gotta come back to the one that I just